uh, new old Radiohead. They're putting out an album in November. That's going to be unreleased songs from the albums Kid A and Amnesiac. Oh, cool. This is a song called If You Say the Word. I'm not sure if it was left over from Kid A or if it was from Amnesiac, but one of the two albums. So that's something you can look forward to November 5th. Radiohead is one of the few artists, uh, I think there's two of them, that um, Matt has forced me to take the car seat, tilt it back, close my eyes, and then we listen to a song on full blast. Yeah. You know? They got some good ones to do that, too. Oh. Are you a Radiohead guy, Bundes? You into them at all? Not really. I mean, like, I like High and Dry. I think that's an awesome song. High and Dry? So old, oh, man. Oh, my God. You got to go down uh, the In Rainbows rabbit hole. Or Kid A or I OK think, Computer I and some of those, like... I think like them, especially, like, the In Rainbows era. Uh, there might be one song. I'm trying to remember if I have it on my phone. All I Need was uh, oh. probably the biggest song from In Rainbows. House of Cards. Oh. So good. Ooh. So deep. So I do have All I Need. So yeah, there, that's there a good go. one. There you go. He's got that one. I do have Just, Karma, Police, and High and Dry. So okay, so you got like fan. the old radio songs, and then you got like uh, All I Need. So yeah, you, you, someone needs to build you a proper playlist. Mm, Radiohead playlist. Yeah, yes, yes. with some of those songs that like you could just vibe out to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome to another podcast. It's Tucker Amora along with Professor Bundes. Uh, something very awkward has been happening uh, when I take Harvest to the park lately. She keeps um, asking me to give out my phone number to everybody there, all the parents, if she has fun with their kid. And I'm just like finding it so awkward because it's every single time now. I have to go up to a complete stranger and be like, hey, do you mind if I uh, give you my phone number? I don't know if they're going to call me or text me. But the thing is, is we live close to the park. So she wants them to text me, you know, next time they're coming so she can come and hang out with the kid. But she's having this conversation privately with you, and then you have to go up to the parent and say, Hi, uh, I'm Maura, yeah, yeah. and my daughter wants me to get your phone number, and I'll yes. give you mine. Usually I'm like, hey, the kids are playing really nicely together, aren't they? Oh, you have to do like a whole <laughs> lead off. I got to warm them up. Like yesterday, oh. I had to do it to a mom who was sitting reading a book. And kind of like, you know, she was able to detach because our kids were playing so well. And I love that. Like, I don't know if you remember the grind of conversations at the park. It becomes a bit of a grind. Sometimes you just want to zone out. You almost need to make business cards. But like play day cards. Yes. And just be like, hey, I just want to give you this card. My daughter had a lot of fun playing with your daughter. And if you ever want to link up again at the park, uh, here's how you can reach me. And you don't even like, maybe it's not even your phone number. Maybe it's like a WhatsApp or, or some sort of signal um, <laughs> login that they can use so they don't have to have all your details. The thing is, is like, if you do that, then I'm also committing to hanging out with the parent, right? Like. We're both going to the park at the same time. What am I going to do? Not talk to the parent now? So now I'm having a social conversation. And I, uh, we could be at the park for two hours. So now I'm hanging out with somebody I don't know. I'm having like a date for two hours with you. That would be Bundus's nightmare. <laughs> I was just going to say, it sounds like my hell. Yeah. <laughs> Bundus, mm. every time. Yeah, like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Every time. But can't you do, um, can't you do the, hey, um... Uh, why don't we like take turns supervising, you know, almost like it's a play date that you're in charge of 
and you agree to look after their kid for the two hours. <laughs> Me and pitch then, that idea to a stranger? Like, well, I'd be like, okay, this person wants my child alone. Uh, oh, yeah. Do, guess, <laughs> don't you have to build the trust yeah, in order to get so. to that point, which would still involve you getting to know them and talking to them? Yeah. yeah. So it it can just be exhausting, like the park grind when you don't have a backyard and your backyard is the park. It's a public space. So, got to go off hours, Mora. Early, early mornings, <laughs> late, yeah. late nights. But it, but it's better for Mora if her daughter's playing with another kid because then she can just sit there and like zone out. Not quite ignore the kid, uh, yes. but at least do your thing while they're doing their thing. Otherwise, you're kind of like along for the ride a little bit while they're playing. It's you know? the beauty of the play date. The play date is all about like occupying your kid. So. Even if you're hosting the play date, it's usually easier to look after your own kid if another yes. kid is at your place, you know, and they're entertaining each other. As long as a kid's not like an asshole, right. trashing things. And, <laughs> and some kids are. Some kids you have over, you think it's going to be great, and it's just a nightmare. Really? And you never want them back. Oh, yeah. They're just like annoying and rude. And we rude. haven't got to that phase yet because like the pandemic. So, and Harvest is only five. So she was probably too little for that. Like anybody who brought a baby over or a toddler, like they were my friend, not Harvest's friend. We haven't got to like the solo play date. Come on over yet. Yeah. That it starts to happen pretty quick. Like, uh, you know, you'll be picking your daughter up at school and then you'll meet another parent and then you'll exchange phone numbers because the kids are hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we should organize a play date. Usually that's what you sh- you say you don't have to do this all this whole like uh, i think you're kind of cool and uh you know make it awkward it'd pick be like somebody up at the park well you, i'll tell you the move is you just you go up to them and you say hey our kids are having fun together if you want to organize a play date uh let me know i can text you my number and then if they say yeah that'd be great then you say hey what's your number and then you text and you just write harvest mom mora mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the text and then they've got it mm-hmm. be like you know we live close by if you ever want to just like uh shoot, you us, know, a text. shoot us a text and we can send our daughter down or you can like drop your daughter off. And Well, I guess that gets into that creepiness factor. But generally, you know, you got to give people, you got to have a little bit of trust there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just not there yet. I Sports guess. teams, it happens there. Yeah. But yeah, I guess most, exhausting. Of, most of the play dates <laughs> we've ever arranged were from kids that were in the class with them. It uh, wasn't like a stranger you met on the street. Right. I don't think that's ever happened, actually, where we were just at a park oh, yeah. and then traded numbers. That oh, would be that would be a that little bit weird. All the time. All the time. So many people have my number now. Because yeah. I can't go ask for your number. Now I'm really pushing it. I have to give you mine. Right? When yeah. Harvest puts me up to it, I well, got to... can't you just tell her, like, no, we, we, Harvest, we don't give our number to strangers. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could use that. But, you know, she's so excited. She's like, oh, my gosh, can you talk to her, her mummy and get her number? And then next time, you know, what am I going to say? No? Yeah. I want to crush yeah, say, dreams. Oh, we don't do that, honey. We don't ask... Don't you tell your kid no, ever? Like, yeah, when it's something yeah. that's... Yeah, so Sometimes. that's what you do. You say no. Especially if you look at the person and you're like, ah, that's not a person I could sit on a bench with for two hours. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Most people don't look like people I want to sit on a bench with for oh, two yeah? hours. Well, I just don't want to talk for two hours to a stranger. Well, they become your friends eventually. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point of talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get to you know, know each you get other. Past a stranger I have like yeah. a group of moms that I know at the park and like I, that's How'd you kind meet of, them? How'd you meet them? Well, Harvest was playing with that's the kids. That's right. Yeah. Right? And now, but the moms were there and then we all just, we were always kind of at the park at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And you spend more time with them and then you become friends. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Mara's not a fan, eh? You don't want to meet new people, eh? Yeah. You just you want to stay to yourself. You're kind of like a loner that way. I guess so. You're you just want to hang out. <laughs> Mora just wants to hang out with her husband. I yeah. yeah. And harvest. Yeah. It's like... But I, I'm really excited for her to be back in school and back like doing sports stuff. Like I'm trying to sign her up for skating and stuff like that right now. But yeah, I don't need a lot of the new friends we've met in, uh, you know, like in our area where we live. I'd say the new ones are all through our kids. Almost every single one of them. Yeah, so we've, it's normal. We've we've vacationed with uh, some of our kids' friends' parents. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that go? Great. They're good people, you know, like you're not going to do it with all of them. Right. But some of them, you just kind of click. Uh-huh. Like uh, we have, there's, uh, I mean, there's th- three families, including our own. Each family has two daughters and the older kids are all good friends and the younger kids are all good friends. And that happened organically through classes and school and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was a fluke. But really between the three families, we could all go away together and have a great time. Wow. We all socialize but that was strictly through our kids. And if you get all like uptight about meeting these new people, you'll miss out on these opportunities and miss out on meeting a gr- great people. And we've done it through hockey teams as well. Yeah. I mean, that happened with me. It happened with my brother. Um, and my mom is still friends with all of my brother's friends from elementary school. Like they still get together and have like tea. And, like, oh yeah. Like shit. your buddy's parents and your parents hang out. Yeah. yeah. Still to this day. That's cute. From like, you know, elementary school kids that I made friends with back in the day. My parents are still, well, my mom particularly, they are still friends with the, their moms to this day. And it doesn't happen with everyone. Every Some people are just busy with their own lives and aren't really looking for new friends. And that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. That's it. I have enough me. friends. I don't need more <laughs> friends. Right. Which is a nice luxury to have. Yeah. But I will welcome new people into my life if they fit well. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they're usually the same way where they've got their friends. But it just like, it works out. It's easy. Mm-hmm. We can rent a cottage together and... Uh, and they'll take our kids, and then we'll come up for a couple of the nights. But they might have our kids for five days, and we'll go for two. Nice. We do we do sleepovers. We could take Cottage literally all. Friends. We could give two families like a full, you know, twenty four hours off from their children by bringing all the kids over to our house for a group sleepover. Wow. Yeah. Gotta return the favor, though. Yeah, you know <laughs> it does. What comes around goes around. You know, all the time. Yeah. 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 We're just. It's. It's funny. I think it's because. Uh, we live so downtown and we're so like connected to the bar that we have and we know everybody in the neighborhood. It's just like the socializing, we're kind of done. Like we just, cause I remember on my last street that I used to live on, we were like that. We would always be hanging out with our neighbors and always be over in their backyard. Cause our kids were the same age, you know? just a little different in this neighborhood. I don't know. I think we were, we're looking for the- you're famous. It's because you're famous. <laughs> yeah, You're right. famous. Well, maybe not through the radio. Maybe they don't know you oh, through, through that. Oh, through the bar. But they know you through the bar and they're like, oh, they own the bar yes, down the street. That could be it. You know, and now you're being all like- uh, Well, sometimes like, you know, it takes 30 minutes to get to the car because we get stopped so many times. Start wearing a, like a low-profile hat, big sunglasses. <laughs> Matt started wearing headsets, like uh, ear ear pods, even if he's not listening to anything. It just helps him get to the car. Is that not crazy? People love to talk to him. Yeah, they do. You just got to move away from the neighborhood where your bar is. Maybe. Rent your place out and find another place to live. Rent another place, you know. And then you don't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> live in the country. One day.
The Daily Take Two is coming up next. What is the most overrated travel destination? The place where you went and you were thoroughly disappointed. Venice. In Italy. Venice, Italy. Probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. But I was like, I'm never coming back here because I feel like it is a circus. Too busy. Too many tourists, too many cruise ships, all that stuff. Disney World for adults. You know what I mean? It's just a gong show circus. Of people, 90% of us tourists. So you feel like nothing is authentic anymore. You know what I mean? (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Okay, Venice, Italy is on Mora's list. Is it on the list? No, no, you're the only one who hated Venice. Everybody else loves it. (laughs) Go to Venice, everybody. Don't listen to Mora. Uh, What is it for you, Nicole? I 100% agree with you. As soon as I, I heard about, like, the list, and in my head popped Venice, and then you said it, and it's beautiful, and it's weird because it's so quiet. But at the same time, I think I was expecting more from it. You and know, you- just to, to add uh, a layer of icing to the cake that is Venice. Yeah. On our way out of town, so you're on a boat, we happened to pass a boat filled with locals, and we waved to them, and they gave us the finger. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and that really, like, that's how you feel as a tourist of Venice, too, because there's so many of you, they hate you all, you know? My first marriage, we did a trip through Italy for our honeymoon, and the last stop was Venice. And even, like, you did the whole St. Mark's Square thing, but the pigeons were not like I was imagining it to be. It was more of a nuisance than anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are okay. pigeons, right? Okay, so you, <laughs> you, you're not ripping on Italy, just Venice in particular. No, just Venice. I absolutely love Rome, love Florence. Like, if I could retire there, 100% would go. There is a place in Italy that made the list, and it's Romeo and Juliet's Balcony in Verona, oh, Italy. Oh, yeah. I hear that Verona is not worth the trip. I heard that. And a lot of people go because of the whole Romeo Juliet thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get there and they're like, huh. Yeah, yeah. It's not worth it. it. eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't people say the same thing about the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Like outside of the tower? They say that about Pisa. You go, you see the tower, you're like, huh? (laughs) It does lean. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nicole, thanks for weighing in. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Have an awesome day. Tucker and Morrow, we're talking about the most overrated travel destinations. It could be local, it could be far away. I'm looking at a list here of the most overhyped tourist traps. You know what is on the list here? What? Machu Picchu in Peru. Don't people love Machu Picchu? Yes. Also on the list, Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. It's just become kind of like a gong show. It's like spring break, it's right? It's spring and, breakers. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. hustler clubs. It's a lot of strip clubs. And okay. it's kind of like, oh, man, like I thought there was going to be jazz flowing out onto the street here. Yeah, yeah. You know? Beth uh, gave us one. She says Casablanca, Morocco was a letdown. Not tourist friendly. Didn't really feel safe. And the locals we dealt with were really dishonest. Bundes? Paris, just the city in general. Oh, really? That's insane. Wow. No. There, there is, there's lots of beautiful architecture and like gothic structures, and it's very impressive to see that. 
Um, but the people suck. They're mean. And <laughs> what? The food's overhyped. And oh it's my god! Are you the kidding? Food is the food is not overhyped, it's and over-hyped. the people are very sexy. The by, by the way, Bundes is a picky eater. Okay, so for a picky eater, <laughs> the guy who wants to eat basically, you know, you probably were just eating steaks and hamburgers and uh, pasta. I was having like weird it. cheeses and all that kind of uh, stuff. It yeah. just it didn't, it didn't it didn't do it for me. Okay. What? I'm people shocked that you would say Paris. Paris. And the, and the city is completely filthy. Like you you're you're sitting on the Chandelier and you have rats going by your feet while you're eating your lunch. Like it's 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 oh, gross. You've rats in every city in the world. That's yeah, but not true. running by your feet well, while you're eating. You may have had a bad day. Yeah. I, one of the best meals I ever had in my life was in Paris. One of the one of the greatest days walking around a city, going mm. off the beaten path. Was in Paris. Paris. Yeah. Yes. I can't agree with you on that one, but Agreed. that was your experience. They have like underground clubs and like these little places oh. you would never know exist. You go downstairs, it's all like stone walls, and there's like a crazy band playing. Come on, buddy. Yeah, they got that in just, Montreal too. <laughs> you know, <really laughs> <old> Montreal. <laughs> Probably, if you asked people the city that has the most amazing food in the world, Paris, Paris would be in the top five and for shopping, sure. Fashion. Oh, Come oh my on. God. Now, <laughs> out of the okay. I thought no Nice was awesome. to participate. I, I, there was a bunch of other places in France that I would have rather stayed than Paris. Paris. Paris, I, oh, I yeah. thought yeah. was overhyped. Amora was ripping on Venice. <laughs> we got an Italian on the phone. Uh-oh. Andrea, are you calling to rip on Mora for ripping on Venice? Uh, no, 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 no. Absolutely. Totally agree on Venice. It sucks and it smells. Um, <laughs> I would actually call in because you touch on my hometown, Verona. If you go to Verona just for the balcony, well, you know, uh, it's just kind of narrowing down to a single spot. All the rest is pretty good. But top of the list, Paris. I agree with Bandas. You're going to rip yeah. on Paris, too. See? Uh, rats, dirty, rude people. I'm Italian, so food is, you know, close competition. Their wine is way overhyped. So, oh, you're going to rip on French oh, wine. Oh. Andrea's my man. He knows what's up. <laughs> Andrea, thanks a lot for weighing in. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Great job, guys. All right. Ciao. Ciao. Oh, ciao, ciao, ciao. Ciao. <laughs> what, I can't, I can't uh, say goodbye to the guy? Uh, the way Italians say goodbye to people? <laughs> Is that offensive? No, it's not offensive. When a bunch of cake like me says ciao, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> All right. We'll continue this conversation a little later. Okay. Right. We're going to let everybody calm down a sec here. <laughs> Ripping on Paris. Crazy. What is the most disappointing overhyped tourist trap you've been to? I'll give you some that made this official list. Although, I've never been to this place. But if you go to the UFO crash site in Roswell, New Mexico, (laughs) early, that's a bit of a disappointment. (laughs) I'm sure it is. Did you pass by there, Bunnis, on your road trip? Uh, I did not pass by Roswell, no. No? No. Okay. Well, apparently, <laughs> not worth the drive. You're not going to see like UFO carnage everywhere. <laughs> Maybe that's you're going to see a bunch hoping. of diners with UFO green alien men on them. Uh, like, yeah, people embracing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, tell me, Cancun's on there. Cancun is not on this list. The Dead Sea in Israel is. Uh, the Grand Canyon Skywalk in Nevada. I don't know how that's like some of these Machu Picchu. That doesn't make any sense to me. Just the geography that of that alone well, would be stunning. We did get a couple of texts after yeah. you mentioned that earlier, and pe- two different people said, "Yeah, it 
It wasn't that it wasn't beautiful, but it was kind of like, oh, I wouldn't do that again. Victoria, what's the place you would put on this list here of most disappointed, overrated places? It was L.A., for sure. Los Angeles. Oh, you're the first person I've ever heard say they didn't like visiting L.A. Bundus is going to fight you on this yeah, one. You're wrong in every single way. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 is it you don't like about L.A.? It was a hole. Like it was just I felt like like I just felt gross being there. Are, are you talking about hole. Are you talking about specifically downtown L.A. or are you talking about the yeah, greater like, Los Angeles area? Because I would agree that downtown is nothing special. But when you talk about Santa Monica or Venice Beach or Malibu, like even West no, Hollywood. Monica was beautiful. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Okay. Like Hollywood, like there, like like. Right. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So is grubby. It. <laughs> yeah, it's where dreams go to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. And you feel it when you're there. You can feel those dead dreams everywhere. Yeah, they're, they're grabbing onto you and they're sticking onto you. They're trying to drag you into it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what? She's not wrong. I did walk like the Hollywood Strip. Yeah. Um, yeah. in the middle of the night, like at three a.m., kind of drunk, and and everything's like metal and spray paint painted clothes down. It, it does have a, a bit of a death vibe you there. You can almost see that it's yeah. not, it's all glitz and glamour and it's not really real. Yeah, you know, yeah. you see that the ho- Hollywood is kind of like, it's fake, you know? Oh yeah. It, well, and I work in film, right? So I already kind of, I know, like, yeah. I know all of that. So it's like the exciting parts that you're not somebody who works in film, I guess you would enjoy it, but work like, you know, I'm sure for you guys too, being in entertainment, you kind of like, you know, it's nothing really that special. Well, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it, Victoria. Nicole sent us a text. Mm-hmm. She's got two here. She, and one of them is the one that we brought up earlier. She says, biggest tourist disappointment, easily Venice. Way too many Midwestern Americans walking around. Okay. And locally, she says, Blue Mountain. They're trying too hard to be Banff. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, what do you want them to do? I love hey. Blue Mountain. The vibes? You dance with who you brung, or whatever that expression is. It's what we got. It's all I we mean, like, Yeah, we can't move Banff to us, so we might as well try and create our own little piece of Banff here. Right. But I see what she, I can see why she would say that. Like, it, it, you know, they've definitely tried to create this artificial, like, village community. Mm-hmm. It's all hotels and restaurants, but it's kind of fun when you're there. Yeah. But is you like, you rip it in uh, Blue Mountain uh, yeah. time to time? I like Blue Mountain. My brother lives in Blue Mountain. I think Collingwood and Blue Mountain area are, like, lovely. Super beautiful. Yeah. But if you if you compare it to, like, sure. Whistler Village or Banff or something. Nobody you know, local does that. It's only skiers who do that. What? I would feel bad for anyone who flew here thinking Blue Mountain was bad. A mountain? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, and because they saw some pictures of this charming village street, and they're yeah. like, oh, we're going there without looking at the elevation or anything like <laughs> right. that. Appreciate the text. What is Jeff Bezos up to with all that money? He is helping scientists build the fountain of youth. He's just backed rejuvenation technology that they believe could prolong human life. He's invested in Alto Labs. And this is this lab that is working on biological reprogramming technology that basically rejuvenates cells, which some scientists believe will go a step further and revitalize entire animal bodies. 
Okay. So this would be like a way of just living forever? Prolonging human life is the end goal here. Not just like anti-aging. Like It's about prolonging human life. This company, with Bezos' money, is currently wooing scientists for employment by offering them a million-dollar salary and a hands-off approach on how they do their research. You know, it's like, okay, we'll just get you in the lab. We'll get you everything you need, a million dollars a year. What could go wrong? No rules. Just do your thing. Do your thing, right? So they're going to be researching the aging of cells and reversing that process. And the goal is complete cell rejuvenation and the reversal of the aging process. So that is literally what he's working on. What he should be working on first. Mm -hmm. Just hair loss. Come on. Small guy. You think, you know, with all that money, you might be investing in a little bit of that as well. Let's get our hair back, man. Has he ever spoken? Like, I'm sure he could get the most stellar hair transplant in the world if he wanted. Nah. Has he ever spoken about that? Nah. You, uh, You still have to be a candidate for hair transplant. You do? No matter what? Well, unless he had somebody else donating it for him. Like, I told you about the time where yeah. we were giving away a hair transplant on my radio show, mm-hmm. and they looked at my hair just to see if I'd, you know, like, maybe they, would, they would do me, and I'd be like, I'd do endorsements for them. Yeah. They looked at my head, and they said, oh, no, you're not really a candidate, because I was like... Too severe, too much hair loss. So what do they do exactly? They take it from the back of your head and they plant it on the top of your head. It's like a skin graft, would you say? It's literally like they pull it out, they cut it, it's like replanting flowers. You take it from one spot of the garden and you put it in another spot of the garden. And if you grab the whole thing, like a whole plant, and move it over there, it should start growing there. But if the plants at the other end of the garden aren't looking that great, (laughs) there's no point in moving them to the left side of the garden because uh, they're not going to really do much there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to have like lots of good hair on the back of your head in order to make it to the front of the head. you can't take some of Bundes' hair, or my hair for that matter. Yeah, I, I I don't know how that works. If your body would accept it or not, uh, Jeff but, Bezos but should be working is, on this. But the thing is, you it's painful. So it'd be like, hey, Bundes, you mind coming to the uh, <laughs> the little <laughs> center with like, me and uh, giving me some of your hair, bud? Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But what but what about if you could do that? Like, couldn't you just like take it off your back or your? Yes, <laughs> I don't think you want the kind of hair you have on your back and the top of your head. <laughs> it's better than nowhere. Oh, wow. What about your arm? Armpit hair. Armpit hair. No, nah, yeah. I think you're, you'd look like a ween. <laughs> I honestly, I'm surprised. I think what they, I think I could be a candidate. It's probably just a lot of work for them, and they told me that because they didn't want to have to do all the they work. They were lazy. I'm sure I could pay somebody to do it, but uh, you know, at this point, I'd rather just have some magic solution. You know, paste I put on there, it all grows back. Yeah. Everything's great. He should be working on a paste, Jeff Bezos. Come on. Or a pill. Something. It is Tucker and Mora, and I want to tell you about a guy who's a plumber who may become famous now as a singer. He's almost 50. Uh He's a plumber in England. His name is Kev. Was recently working in the home of a guy who turns out uh, owns a small record label. Heard him singing, said, hey, you got a great voice. Plumber's like, well, I got some music I've been working on through the pandemic. <sighs> Guy's like, let me hear it. Now it turns out he's got a record deal and they're putting out this music. It never happens like this. I know. That's amazing. 
Like, a lot of these songs have full-on 80s vibes. And I'm going to try something with you. Because I found, like, a lot of these songs sounded like the beginning of a song from The weekend. Really? A little bit. It definitely has, like, a I made this at home in my basement Does vibe. Does it have that, this one here? Bunness? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> But it definitely has the 80s sound, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Here we go. She's sitting waiting by the phone. She doesn't know what she has done. Kev the plumber. Can't understand why you have gone. This could be lonely days ahead. Kind of get like a David Bowie She's thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not bad for a guy who's just making music in his basement, not you know? Bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah, he's got a style, and that's the most important thing, that you have your own style that you're bringing to the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I want you to listen to the beginning of this, and I want you to tell me if this is another Kev the Plumber song, mm-hmm. or if this is the beginning of a deep track from The weekend. okay? Okay. That's The weekend. Yeah. It's the weekend. You know this one? No, I can just just, tell by the production. Yeah, it's just more produced. Could we be wrong on this? Unless he played us a demo that first song, and this is like the studio cut. Well, we'll see. Hold on one second. (laughs) See, you're unsure. That's what I'm telling you. (laughs) Wait a second. The piano is... The piano is... Oh. Oh. <laughs> you don't know. No, no. Wait, <laughs> wait a second. No, this is the plumber. <laughs> I'll say it's the weekend. You're saying the weekend, you're saying the plumber. <laughs> it's the plumber. It's, it's the plumber. Yeah, I'm switching my answer to the plumber. Yeah, it's the plumber. <laughs> Who is it? It's the plumber. <laughs> I don't want to tell you until it starts. I want to keep you in suspense. This is a long intro. I know. know. You think the weekend would do this? I don't think so. Not this long. Here we go. The piano sounds very similar to the other song. It was right here in the plumber. It's the plumber. Are you gonna give us another? Kev the plumber. Is that all you got? Just fooled you. (laughs) Okay, you tell me. Weekend or the plumber? That's the weekend. Too early to say I'm not making that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> weekend or the plumber bun? It's the weekend. I'm pretty sure it's the weekend. It's the weekend, Kev. man. It's Kev. <laughs> no. That beats too. Nah, yeah, maybe it's the weekend. It's the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, wait. decided you let's, are. Let's, let's hear this. It's going to be Kev. It's the weekend. It's, gonna be Kev. <laughs> it's the weekend for sure. It's the weekend. It's actually an interlude song. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> Tucker and Mora, you guys want to play another round of The Weekend or The Plumber? Yes, please. 49-year-old plumber in England named Kev was recently working in the home of a guy who turns out uh, owns a small record label. Heard him singing, said, hey, you got a great voice. Plumber's like, well, I got some music I've been working on through the pandemic. <sighs> Guy's like, let me hear it. 
Now it turns out he's got a record deal and they're putting out this music. It never happens like this. I know. That's amazing. Yeah, a lot of luck. Anyway, 80s vibe to all the songs. And I think it sounds a lot like The Weeknd, especially if you just listen to the beginning of the song. So I'll play you the beginning of a song and you have to tell me if this is the beginning of a song from The Weeknd or the beginning of a song from The Plumber. This is a deep cut from The Weeknd or The Plumber. Gotta be Kev. That little, that little bass line there, that's Kev. Yeah, that's Kev. That's Kevin. You think yeah. that's Kev? That's Kevin. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Kev. Locked in, final answer. It's Kev the Plumber. You're right. You're right. Okay. Give us another. We got that one. That's Kevin the Plumber for sure. That piano, man. <laughs> that piano gives it away, dude. You sure? This is not the weekend. Yeah, no, it's Kev, I'm man. sorry. That's heavy, Kevin, right there. <laughs> you love him. I just want to see if you... I'm giving you a chance to change your answer so you don't look like fools. Um, I'm going with Kevin, the plumber, oh, on that one. Yeah, it's yeah, Kev. I'm sticking to Kev. I'm walking. It's Kev, the plumber, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm gazing at my feet. <laughs> the lyrics are weak there, too. <laughs> oh, this one's harder. I'm feeling weekend vibes on this. I'm not sold on that yet. I still think it's Kev, but. I'll go weekend on this You're one. You're going to go weekend on this one? I still think it's Kev, man. Kev really likes his weird arpeggiated synth sounds and his keys. Like, this sounds. Yeah, no, I'm going Kev. You're going Kev on that one? <laughs> Running out of That's the weekend! Really? <laughs> yeah. What song is this? called Final Lullaby. I nailed that one! You got one. that one. You got that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Any other ones? Uh, no, that's it. That's all I got right that now. Was well, we used them all fun. from before. That was fun. Yeah. Anyway. Good, good for Kev. Imagine we could get the two of them together. I mean, don't <laughs> you think with the ideas from the plumber... I think I the know. weekend is fine, and he wants to <laughs> do some collabs with some bigger artists, you know? I don't know. If on the weekend, I'm dropping my buddy Belly, and I'm going with Kev the Plumber. <laughs> That's I, From what I'm hearing here, it might be a better move. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.